This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Good Wednesday morning. We are tracking a massive winter storm. Oh, it's bringing a little bit of everything with it, too. It's January 25th. This is today. Outbreak, a powerful storm system barreling across the country this morning, spawning more than a dozen tornadoes, ripping apart buildings and tearing through neighborhoods. The back windows blew out of the house and we just started seeing stuff flying past the house. Also bringing heavy snow and rain from New Mexico all the way to New England. 80 million people waking up to nasty weather and Al is tracking all of it. Breaking news, California quake, a 4.2 magnitude earthquake hits just off the coast of Malibu overnight, rattling Southern California. Firefighters surveying buildings in LA for potential damage were live at the very latest. Crisis, an alarming spike in gun violence to start the year. 39 now of these mass shootings, and we're only at day 24 of the new year. Nearly 80 people victims of mass shootings already this year. The growing calls for action nationwide. Ground support. The U.S. now preparing to send tanks to Ukraine in a major reversal from the Biden administration. How Russia is responding this morning. Mystery at the zoo. The death of an endangered animal being called suspicious after two other incidents involving potential sabotage to enclosures. Police called in to investigate. We're live with the latest. Those stories plus today exclusive. We're hearing from the fishermen plucked from the ocean after being swept out to sea. There he is! He'll take us inside those agonizing hours, fighting waves, watching for sharks, and that remarkable rescue when he joins us live in Studio 1A today, Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to you today. Nice to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning. What a rescue. Oh, my God. I dare say a mother's intuition has a big part in this story that we're going to tell you. Yeah, you'll find the family could rescue him. The Coast Guard didn't find him, but Mama did. So, yes. yeah, we'll talk about that. We do, though, start this morning with the tale of two storms impacting millions across the country. Now, in the South, severe weather, including more than a dozen reports of tornadoes in Texas and Louisiana. Part of that region now bracing for even more heavy winds today. In the meantime, 80 million Americans waking up this morning to winter weather alerts from New Mexico all the way up to Maine. A major storm, snow for some, turning to rain for others. And it is really set to impact travel as this day goes on. Here's a live look. Uh, we're about to show you at the snow-covered campus of St. Louis University in Missouri. So it's starting. Got it all covered for you this morning, including Al's full forecast. A live update from Los Angeles, where residents were rattled literally overnight, a 4.2 earthquake there. But let's get started. Snowy Indianapolis. That's where NBC's Maggie Vespa is. Hi, Maggie. Good morning. 
Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, I don't know if you can see it's kind of a rain-snow mix falling right now in downtown Indianapolis. But as you said, this is nothing compared to what people in parts of the South are dealing with. In the last 24 hours, we've had 14 reports of tornadoes. And this morning, close to 200,000 people are waking up without power. And then farther east, major cities like New York and D.C. are expecting their first measurable snowfall of the season as this latest round of severe winter weather barrels east. This morning, millions across the South waking up to a trail of damage from a series of reported tornadoes. Louisiana hit overnight, leaving three hospitalized. Heavy rain and intense winds ripping apart homes and littering streets with debris. We huddled in the hallway until it passed. Residents near Houston out surveying the wreckage. Tornadoes injuring multiple people there, too. The back windows blew out of the house and we just started seeing stuff flying past the house. Homes and businesses throughout the region in pieces. Cars nearly flipped over on front lawns. This house ripped open, its kitchen visible from the street. We had 15 structures damaged. In nearby Baytown, first responders rushing to help after a gas line ruptured and caught fire. And in hard-hit Pasadena, Texas, more than 70 animals were transferred from a shelter that sustained severe damage. The tornadoes also wreaking havoc on the roads, with this semi-truck left completely sideways. And this transformer completely igniting and catching fire. It comes as about 80 million people across the country are waking up to winter weather alerts. The Northeast bracing for even more snow later today from a system that already struck the plains. Heavy powder sweeping onto campus at the University of Oklahoma. Meanwhile, in Arkansas, drivers cautiously navigating slick roads. And in North Texas, inch after inch of snow falling on the city of Amarillo. With the storm moving east, millions preparing for a new round of severe winter weather. And we talked about those close to 75 million Americans waking up under winter weather alerts. Also, 37 million people waking up to wind alerts this morning. And again, when we talk about snowfall, especially out east, this is marking a first of the season. In New York, where you guys are, Central Park hasn't seen measurable snowfall in 319 days. And that is forecasted to change today. Savannah? We shall see, Maggie. We're kind of waiting for it here. Thank you so much for starting us off in Indianapolis. Let's check in with Al. Let's see if we've got any snow headed our way. Hey, Al. Well, we do, but is it going to be enough to be measurable before it turns over to rain? You can see the swath of snow from uh, east western New York all the way into Kansas City, St. Louis, but strong storms down to the south. In fact, right now, we have uh, tornado warnings in parts of the panhandle of Florida to the west of Tallahassee, uh, severe thunderstorm warnings and tornado warnings. So we're watching that. And in fact, we've got 8 million people at risk for severe weather from Norfolk all the way down to Gainesville, out to Panama City. Few tornadoes still possible. So we're watching that. Also, as we mentioned, 80 million people stretching from Missouri all the way to Maine. We are talking the possibility of severe winter weather. Snow and rain arriving in the Northeast sometime around lunchtime. A risk for severe storms from Florida into North Carolina. Then this afternoon into tomorrow, that system moves off the shore very quickly. But those west-northwesterly winds may bring some snow showers off and on for our parts of the Northeast. Snowfall amounts 8 to 14 in Caribou, Maine, 2 to 4 in Scranton. Boston an inch, 
I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that in New York City. Detroit, six to nine, four to seven inches of snow in Indianapolis. Heavy rain from Nantucket all the way down into Cape Hatteras. And there are going to be numerous airport delays today. Boston, New York, Philly, Washington, down to Charlotte. Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, Minneapolis, and St. Louis. So pack your patience, but it'll be over pretty quickly. Guys? All right. Now, thank you so much. All right, Al. Thank you. And now to that early morning wake-up call in Southern California. A 4.2 magnitude earthquake hit right around 2 a.m. West Coast time. NBC's Gotti Schwartz is live in L.A. Gotti, what's the latest there? Hey, good morning, Savannah. Yeah, this earthquake hit right as most of us were fast asleep. There were two back-to-back quakes, then two smaller quakes. The first one was at 4.2 off the coast of Malibu that struck around 2 a.m. Then the second one was a 3.4 right after that, then a couple more over the next hour, all prompting a whole lot of groggy Angelinos to jump on Twitter as they normally do to see if anyone else felt it, check how big they were. Uh, All that happening while the L.A. County Fire Department launched into what they call earthquake mode here to assess whether there was any infrastructure damaged. Fortunately, no injuries, no damage, just a lot of rattled nerves and a very good wake-up call that the bigger one could happen at any time. So it's always good to have that earthquake bag packed and ready. Savannah, hold up. All right, Gotti, thank you very much. California has also become the focal point in the debate over gun control after an alarming spike in violence to start this year. So get this, so far in 2023, Our country is averaging more than one mass shooting per day. California had three since Saturday. NBC's senior national correspondent Kate Snow is back from covering the shooting over the weekend in Monterey Park, California. She's got a closer look at this uh, massive problem. Hey, Kate, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. So the U.S. Secret Service is releasing a new report this morning about mass attackers. It finds a personal grievance of some sort is the single most common motive. And in California, we're now learning that the suspect in Monterey Park was an angry loner who was on the outs with fellow dance hall patrons at both venues he went to. All this as Vice President Harris is visiting Monterey Park today, where she'll meet with the families of the 11, 11 victims there, that community, and too many others in mourning. They lost their lives. Overnight vigils in Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park, California. I think the last two days, three days, have just been so difficult for us. It's very frustrating. Across the country, grief, despair, anger. It was really hard not to cry because all I thought was, what is happening? What is happening to our community? In just the past four days, eight mass shootings, the latest leaving three people dead and one injured in North Carolina, according to the Robeson County Sheriff's Office, a suspect is in custody. Three of the most recent shootings in California, a state considered to have the toughest gun laws in the nation. But that hasn't stopped the violence. This problem isn't unique to our state, but it is unique to our nation. This has to end. It must end. According to the Gun Violence Archive, in the first few weeks of 2023, at least 73 people have been killed in 40 mass shootings across the country, compared to 27 at this point last year. That's any shooting with at least four people shot. There have been more mass shootings than days in 2023. One happens and then within a week, there's two more. We call that social contagion, where other people see somebody do that, and then suddenly that feels like an answer for them as well. Nationally, politicians don't often agree on solutions, but the Giffords Law Center points to progress. 
In 2022, President Biden signed a bipartisan bill that gives grants to states for red flag laws, enhances background checks for 18 to 21-year-olds, and funds mental health services. 21 states and Washington, D.C. passed some kind of bill aimed at gun safety, though dozens of other bills in state legislatures throughout the country did not pass. I do think we're making some progress. It's slow, but I think it's coming. We need to come together and we need action to stop this violence. In the wake of the recent shootings in California, Governor Gavin Newsom and state lawmakers there have been vocal, demanding more action on the federal level. Senate Democrats joined President Biden in calling for new limits on access to firearms. But that really is a non-starter for many conservative lawmakers. All right. Kate's now for us. Kate, thanks. Uh, Turn out of the war in Ukraine, a major reversal by the Biden administration. The U.S. is preparing now to send tanks to help Ukrainian forces. NBC chief international correspondent Keir Simmons is live. He's on that story. Keir, you've spent a lot of time in the region. What difference will this make? Well, Savannah, this is a big boost for Ukraine on the battlefield, no doubt about it. Germany just announcing that it will send 14 Leopard 2 tanks, but crucially saying it will allow other countries uh, to do the same. And you're right, this is a huge reversal. The Germans have been telling me that they wouldn't do this unless Washington agreed to do the same with US Abrams tanks. Now it appears Washington has decided to do that. Savannah, just last week, our own Courtney Kuby at the Pentagon was saying that she was being told that decision wouldn't be made. So a present for President Zelensky. Today is her birthday. is his, his birthday. The Russians are furious, calling this a provocation. Dmitry Peskov uh, at the Kremlin is saying these tanks will burn just like the others, Savannah. And that's the politics. How about on the ground? I mean, in term, militarily, what kind of difference can this make in terms yeah. of Ukraine's um, fight against Russia? Well, you know, it could be a turning point. There are thousands of these Leopard 2 tanks across Europe. Just take a look at this map. A Poland neighboring Ukraine has 250, Finland 200, Spain 327. I think a second point, Savannah, uh, this is a victory for countries like the UK that have been saying Ukraine needs to be allowed to go on the offensive, that the only way to force President Putin to the negotiating table is to allow Ukraine to win more territory. The questions, though, Savannah, can these tanks be supplied faster? enough? How many will truly be supplied? And will this lead to an escalation by Russia, Savannah? All right. Keir Simmons on the latest there. Thank you very much. Now to another discovery of classified government documents where they do not belong. This time, a small number of uh, classified documents were found at former uh, Vice President Mike Pence's home in Indiana. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander has the latest. Hey, Peter, what do we know on this? Hoda, good morning. A lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence says that Pence was unaware the documents were in his Indiana home, that he is fully cooperating. In a letter to the National Archives obtained by NBC News, the lawyer says the classified documents were, quote, inadvertently boxed and transported to Pence's home when he left office. These materials were found last Monday, January 16th, after a search following the discovery of classified materials at President Biden's home. Two days later, on the 18th, Pence's lawyer alerted the archives, and the next day, FBI agents collected those documents. For his part, Pence himself recently criticized President Biden for the act of taking classified materials. He called it a serious matter and even insisted that he took no classified documents after his vice presidency. These revelations, of course, they come as special counsels are already investigating President Biden and former President Trump's handling of classified documents. But so far, the Attorney General Merrick Garland has had no comment 
when asked about the Pence case. Hoda. All right, Peter. So in the wake of these discoveries, are any other presidents uh, looking around to see if the storage of their classified documents, uh, there, there has to be some review of those? It would make sense, right? This whole episode's already sparking bipartisan criticism after this latest Pence discovery. A Republican lawmaker said the mishandling of classified documents has now become an epidemic. Another called it a national security issue. So we did reach out to the offices of the last uh, several presidents. Presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton all tell us that all of the classified materials from their times in office were turned over to the National Archives. Soda. All right, Peter Alexander. Peter, thank you. All right, let's take a look at the mm-hmm. national forecast. We know Mr. Roker's busy today. That's right. Nothing classified here. It's all available to you. And we got beautiful weather out west, thank goodness, finally, except for that earthquake. Other than that, things looking pretty good. Cold continues out west. The big action is all in the eastern third of the country. Interior snows from the Great Lakes on into the northeast parts of New England. Severe storms along the southeastern Atlantic coast and record highs in central and southern Florida today. And that is your latest weather, ladies. Thank you, Al. Coming up, a mystery at the Dallas Zoo. Three incidents have really grabbed the attention of police there, including the death of an endangered animal. Sam Brock is following that story. Yeah, Savannah, totally unprecedented and very, very disturbing. Those are the words used by the Dallas Zoo CEO after 30 plus years in the field of what he's seen the last couple of weeks. We're going to take a look, guys, at the scope of the investigation. Also, another zoo unconnected to Dallas, the layers and layers of security they have around animals. That story is coming up next. Back to you. Plus, the days of students scribbling on their palms, well, that's gone. We're going to tell you about the new artificial intelligence tool that has professors sounding the alarm. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back at 7 30 it's wednesday morning january 25th 2023 let's check out our beautiful plaza i mean it still looks kind of empty since the tree's gone but <laughs> we have to remember that christmas 
Only 11 months till the big day. Oh, yeah. 11 you know months. Is this well, January 25th? 25th. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just in case you're counting. Craig joins us. I can see Al's actually Christmas shopping right now. <laughs> 11 months only. Wouldn't be surprised. Right. Let's get right to our 7.30 headlines. The FDA is calling for new limits on the amount of lead in processed baby food. The new guidance applies to packaged foods sold in jars, pouches, and tubs. The FDA says the new limits could cut lead exposure by as much as 27%. Experts say it's not possible to remove these elements entirely from the food supply because crops absorb contaminants like lead as they grow. A 75-year-old hiker who disappeared on California's Mount Baldy last weekend was found alive yesterday. Jin Chung was alert and speaking as he was taken to the hospital for treatment. He went hiking on that treacherous snow-covered mountain with two others on Sunday but never returned to their meeting spot. And the search continues for the actor, Julian Sands, who also disappeared while hiking on Mount Baldy back on January 13th. Rocket Lab launched its first ever mission from American soil last night, adding to the surge in private rocket activity in the U.S. Three, two, one. The 59-foot-tall Electron rocket lifted off from its brand-new launch pad on Wallops Island, Virginia. It carried three satellites into orbit. The company's previous missions were all carried out from New Zealand. All right, now to a police investigation in a really unlikely place. We're talking about the Dallas Zoo. In the past two weeks, there have been three suspicious incidents there. The most recent, the death of an endangered bird, which the zoo's president described as very suspicious. NBC Sam Brock has more on this story. Hey, Sam, good morning. Yeah, Hoda, good morning, guys. Good morning. Certainly, this is an odd one. The Dallas Zoo right now is not saying a lot of information about how this vulture named Pin, who had lived there for 33 years, actually died, except to say that it was from some sort of strange wound. Now, Dallas police guys and federal investigators are both looking into the matter. Zoo Miami, where I am, has no connection to Dallas or those incidents, but did show us their layers upon layers of security for these animals and what it would take to penetrate them to actually threaten an animal. The striking death of the lappet-faced vulture named Pin landed hard at the Dallas Zoo, not just because of the outcome, but also the circumstances. What we found was deemed to be very suspicious, which pointed to this not being a natural death. That death, resulting from an unusual wound, according to zoo officials, comes on the heels of a clouded leopard escaping her enclosure on January 13th, prompting a frantic search for the animal, ultimately found close by. The next day, the zoo announced the discovery of an incision in the leopard's mesh fencing, as well as the enclosure for some of the zoo's monkeys, though none escaped. Then Pin's tragedy, seven days later. Dallas police are not ruling anyone out. They're looking at both people who work at the zoo, staff, and then anyone outside as well. So they're questioning everyone. On its sprawling 110-acre campus, the zoo says it has more than 100 cameras and it's doubled security. The officials haven't discussed how these enclosures might have been breached. These are considered dangerous animals, and there's various layers protecting this area. We're coming into the first layer here. At Zoo Miami, which has no connection to Dallas Zoo or the incidents, communications director Ron McGill takes us to the enclosures housing black bears and a Florida panther wearing masks because those animals are susceptible to COVID. How many layers of protection would you say there are in this complex? Uh, between five and six. Five and six layers. For each animal. Just to open the guillotine gate to get to the bears requires two people. One person to open the handle, the other to make sure the lock is in place. So how hard would it be to compromise the structure? The bottom line is here, you'd have to make not one, not two, not three, not four, but five fatal mistakes 
in order to actually give animal access to escape or to get to the animal. With mystery enveloping the Dallas Zoo, that community is left with a sobering and sickening feeling about Pin. This is an endangered species, which makes him all the more important to long-term sustainability of the vulture population. And we're also really disturbed by the idea that someone might have intentionally done this. It's good to know that there were lots of cameras. I'm sure they're reviewing all the, the video there. But is there any indication, Sam, that somebody may have actually seen something go down? Yeah, Hoda, it's definitely possible because officials say that the Dallas Zoo is in South Dallas in a residential neighborhood, which is to say there's enough enough people living close by. They probably could have seen something peculiar on Friday or Saturday. So authorities are asking them to please report anything suspicious as there is now a $10,000 reward and U.S. Fish and Wildlife are also getting involved. Hoda, back to you. All right, Sam Brock for us. Sam, thank you. It's such a strange one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hope they figure it out. All right, coming up. If you're feeling shell-shocked over the price of eggs, you're not by yourself. But is it supply and demand, or is it something else? The new calls to find out what's really driving up the cost. And then Stephanie Gosk is here with a hot debate over artificial intelligence and whether it's gotten too smart. Hi, Steph. Hey there, good morning. Do you remember sitting in your dorm room around 2 a.m.? You got to turn 15 pages on Jane Eyre by the morning. Well, what if you could just go to a website and a computer could do it for you like that? Would you have taken advantage of it? Well, that's what's got educators scrambling. I'll have more after the break. All right, we're back with in-depth today. Some major questions over artificial intelligence in the classroom. Okay, researchers have used AI programs like ChatGPT to pass medical exams, grad school tests, knock out essays in minutes. NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with more on what it all means. Steph, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. You know, it's fair to say educators are pretty rattled by this new technology. There are glaring ways it can be used by students intent on cheating. New York City and Seattle have already banned chat. At GPT and its competitors on school devices, at least temporarily. But some experts say that's the wrong approach. These technologies are here to stay and they're about to become even more powerful. Essays, philosophical questions, even therapy. ChatGPT is a computer program that will write whatever you want quickly and convincingly and with better grammar than a grade school teacher. The big change is The existence of a paragraph is no longer evidence of human thought. NYU Media Studies professor Clay Shirky says ChatGPT isn't actually thinking, but using a form of predictive text, like we have on our phones, but on steroids. So if I say to you, happy birthday, I baked you a cake, you know exactly what to fill in. All that data allows the program to achieve astonishing results, passing a graduate-level test at the prestigious Wharton School of Business, managing a C-plus on exams at the University of Minnesota Law School. The potential for cheating causing a growing number of school districts, including New York and Seattle, to ban artificial intelligence on school devices. OpenAI launched ChatGPT two months ago, getting billions of dollars from Microsoft to help develop it. The company writing, we don't want ChatGPT to be used for misleading purposes in schools or anywhere else, adding that it's working on ways to identify AI-generated text, which is what 22-year-old Princeton student Edward Tian has already done developing an app being embraced by teachers. We've seen like lots of teachers like try out and see like, wow, it works. Sometimes it confirms suspicions they've already been having, like of the students writing suddenly changing. 
Tian says he doesn't support banning the use of AI in schools and even uses it himself as a sort of rough draft when writing computer code. It's really good at getting me started, um, but at the end of the day, you have to finish the, do- the job yourself. The powerful technology can be a constructive tool if used the right way. Shouldn't educators be freaked out by this? I mean, freaked out, no, but really the answer is change your assignments to reflect the fact that you're in a world now that has a personal calculator for words. Just to give a sense of what it can and can't do, we told ChatGPT, write a TV news correspondent toss back to the anchors Uh, at the end of a story about AI. And this is what it gave us. Okay. Thanks for joining us on this story about the advancements in artificial intelligence. As we've seen, AI is rapidly changing the way we live and work. And it's important to stay informed about the latest developments in this field. Back to you in the studio. Wow. I can tell. It's a little. Now, Stephanie Goss would have gotten an A plus. Chatbot yeah. gets like a C. A C minus. Yeah. Yeah. It does not have my characteristic flair. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, right. it doesn't. But it does beg the question: If this yeah. is where the technology is now, yeah. five years from now, stuff, ten years from now, yeah. how are we going to be able to tell? So kids in school are taught to think analytically, often by writing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Educators are going to have to find books. out, another figure one. out another way to teach kids yeah. how to think. Wow. I mean, that's the crazy thing about all this. Are, they are you get... really Stephanie Goss? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yes. Oh, no. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, all right. Mr. Mr. Roboto. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I am a droid. That's the beautiful thing. Hey, this is kind of cool. We have a new iceberg out there breaking off from the brunt iceberg, the ice shelf in Antarctica. It's now a 600 square mile iceberg onto itself. And what's kind of cool, I mean, that's about half the size of Rhode Island. And this is not due to climate change. This is the natural calving of icebergs coming off of this huge ice shelf. But it's just something kind of cool to talk uh, talk about and look at. Look at the size of that thing. Well, if you thought we've been talking about a lot of tornadoes this month, we have. We're not even done with January. And so far, it's a record month. 157 tornado reports, 12 days out of the month with tornadoes. 16 states from California to the south. Southeast. It's the most active January on record. Average tornadoes for the month of January, for the whole month, 36. And if it feels like it's a little early for spring, if you're in the Gulf, the leaves coming out ahead of schedule. Top five warmest January from Texas to Mississippi. And those leaves are coming out upwards of three weeks early, the exception into central uh, Florida. But otherwise, they're starting to see that leaf, that spring foliage early. But out west right now, not feeling like it's spring. 15 degrees colder than average in Denver, 29, 53 in San Angelo, Dallas, you're at 50. But here in the east, Louisville, you're up to 46 degrees today, 64 in Raleigh, 83 in Jacksonville. And that cool air starts to make its way to the east. And then by the time we get into the weekend, though, we'll start to see temperatures warming up a bit. New York City, 50 on Sunday. Charleston will be 46. Cleveland, 37. Down in Knoxville, you'll be up to 50 degrees as well. And that's your latest weather, guys. You look very refreshed, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of sleep last oh, night. Good go. A lot of sleep. Coming up. Craig overslept. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I did. Just about a few minutes. Could happen to anybody. Yes. yes. But I got here. Yes, yes you, you did. Are. Yes. Coming up next, we have something to talk about in today's Can't Miss. Which state has the fastest talkers in the whole country? New Jersey. This is surprising. This is going to surprise yeah. you. Yeah. This is going to surprise you. Coming up next. Let's pass. Let's go. Let's go. 
everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machine. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket play sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Oh, my God. That's that's a blast from the past. If you remember those Micro Machine commercials. And if you understood that guy, there's a good chance that you're from out west. All right, so here we go. These are the rankings that reveal the top five slowest and fastest talking states. So the fastest one, and this one might surprise you, Minnesota, number one, number two, Oregon, number three, Iowa, number four, Kansas, and then North Dakota. And no, how did New York not crash? How is that possible? I can't believe it. New Jersey, right? Yeah, I don't get that. Jersey special. I mean, Jersey on, 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 unintelligible, but, you know. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, wow. Did I say that? Shots wow. fired by Al Roker. What about the slowest? Oh, slowest talkers, actually. Oh, yeah. Now, we're not surprised by this. Louisiana came in number Indeed. one slowest talking state. Hoda, that's your adopted uh-huh. state. Uh-huh. This is not a shocker. No. Craig's home state of South Carolina yeah. is number two. We call that the, the Craig Melvin Reed. Or yeah. the South Carolina Reed. Yeah, Craig nice. stretch it. Like, let's say you give Craig a five-second script. Yes. You can read it in 10 to 15, can you not? <laughs> Coming up on pop start, Rihanna <laughs> set to rock the halftime stage. We're never in a, we're never in a hurry down there. No, because way, it's God's country. There you go. You there is something it. though about that. When you go visit and yeah. then you come back, isn't it sort even of like slower. shock? Oh, yeah. Don't even you kind of slower. don't you, you feel shocked coming back? But sometimes when I go down, they're like, "Man, you start talking fast." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want you to slow back uh-huh. down. Well, I mean, it's like in New York. I just can't believe it's not the top five. Like if you go to the deli and you're I like, know. "I have a turkey sandwich," it's the most stressful yes. situation you so can be in. Where did New York though? Okay, so let's start. New York. Let's go. Cal- okay, let's go. There's New York. New-, New York is number 37. What? I'm shocked. Yeah, California's 22. SG Arizona, 27. Okay. Okay. It's kind of middle. in the middle. I'm shocked that Arizona um, people that- talk faster than New Yorkers. Something's wrong with this study. I think. Are they talking read. about the whole state of New York? Or maybe oh. we're thinking New York City. Oh. That's, that's a good point. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's a good you point. cracked it. We Come cracked up, the guys. Go to the Louisiana read here. Go to Louisiana on this read. How much time do I have, yo? Okay. Coming up on Pop Start, uh, Rihanna. Your West Virginia week. Rihanna is said to rock the halftime stage. But now we know some of the other big names <laughs> performing. Cut. I'm not finished. I have a lot <laughs> Sunday. They added in oh, more. they added more time. All right, you had to for Christmas. Now we got to hurry it up. Then cue the music. It's over. Um, um, no, it's over. Chris We're done. Maloney? Chris Maloney's here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.